We are one E-E-O. One E-O. EO is the only global network exclusively for entrepreneurs. This collection of membership comes with stories of hard-earned lessons and successes. You're invited to join this movement. And now, your host, Stephen Distante. Welcome to the One EO Radio Podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs, by entrepreneurs. That's the number one, no space EO. You can subscribe on channels like iTunes. My name is Steve Distante, your host doing an off-site official podcast from EO Nerve 2017 in South Florida. And I'm joined to get today by my newest EO member friend, John Rulin of Giftology. Welcome to the show, John. Thanks for having me, Steve. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Thank you for making time. Um, when we do these podcasts, we attempt to make them timeless and not make reference to dates and events. But today... I'm going to violate these, this practice by mentioning that John will be speaking at EO New York on November 2nd, November 2nd, 2017 at Google. So John, maybe you want to share a little bit of your entrepreneurial journey story, EO, you know, what's your story? How, how did you get to be where you are, a speaker and all? Yeah, well, it wasn't part of the master plan. I thought I, when I grew up on a farm, I was trying to get out of Dodge and go be a doctor. Um, I went to school. I interned with a company, Cutco, the knife company. And um, I had a mentor at the time. He was an attorney and was very generous. And so he really taught me a lot of what we teach today, which is how to leverage gifting and gratitude and generosity as a competitive advantage. Most people view it as a warm fuzzy, and he really put teeth to it. And so when I interned with Cutco, we created their corporate gifting program for them as a result of those principles. And um, I, I said no to med school and said this entrepreneur thing has some legs and um, about 10 years ago, I met a guy named Chris Miser, who was an EO member for a long time and owned controlling interest of 20 companies. And um, when somebody that owns 20 companies says you should join something, you just do. And so I joined. And uh, first event was the Vegas University, which completely blew my mind. And I've, uh, I have joined in Cleveland. Uh, so I joined the, the Cleveland board. And Still then, in my chapter. And actually, I'm now in St. Louis. Uh, okay. So I've been on the board of both cities. And um, been active for uh, a little over 10 years. What positions have you held? Um, I've held um, uh, communications and um, strategic alliances. I've been right. a, uh, that's really um, the strategic partnerships based upon my business and what we do. Just most people are like, that's too perfect of a position for you. <laughs> like figuring out how you know people can win-win. Um, I love it. So how did you do with that SCP? I mean, how did you do with that position? Strategic alliance, did you kill it? Yeah, I think we I mean, Really wide. What did you end up bringing in, you think? Um, I mean, this is years ago, but I think we were around seventy-five, eighty thousand. 80000 Nice. Bucks. And how many members do you know? Um, at the time, we had about 90, I think, in, uh, in Cleveland, and I think around 110 in St. Louis. How cool. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that is a perfect position, right? Yeah. I mean, I love people, and I love figuring out how to bring you know new partnerships into. I mean, a lot of the gifting that we do, probably 20% of it is, um, prospect gifting. So how do you wow somebody to take a meeting or engage in a relationship? So, uh, and a lot of that is, you know, you got to go out and find new people. Wow. That's cool. That's really cool. Good deal. So tell us a little bit about giftology. So what is that? I mean, is it something you started originally? Like how do, what, yeah, I mean, what it's, is it? it's evolved over 17 years. I think that um, every business owner, leader, entrepreneur, We'll give lip service to the idea that relationships are their most valuable asset. Like it's all about relationship. It's relationship with clients, employees, investors. 
But most leaders, if they're honest with themselves, they suck at actually executing on showing appreciation for their most valuable asset. Mm. And so really giftology is a, at a core level, um, is our playbook of how we, a small Midwest company, how we've landed, you know, speaking engagements at Google and, and the Cubs as clients and landed Fortune 500 companies as, uh, as some of our most important alliances. It's basically the idea that if relationships matter, then gratitude matters to those people and do it like it matters. Mm. And most people are very vanilla, very lame with it. It's like, hey, thanks for the million dollar referral. Here's your Starbucks gift card. Like they actually do more damage with their gifting and their appreciation and their gratitude. But nobody writes a note and says, guilty. I mean, I do that. Oh my gosh, it's so painful. I've got a business. I've got, I don't know what the number is lately. Maybe it's 200 salespeople. And we do that same thing. We send out logo Adon swag things and and give out those gift cards and and like you said it's kind of damaging. We actually gamified things, which helped a lot. Yeah, have you you know that's that was part of it. But I see what you do. It's different. It's a lot different, right? Yeah. Well, I think that um, most people walk around. I don't care what level of person they walk around feeling underappreciated. And when you can make a gift all about them and not about you, mm. um, you know, treat it. Most people give really great gifts for a wedding and then they go in their business and they do the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. And they're both human beings, whether it's your personal friend or your business friend or your employee, we're all humans. And I think we've confused, I think because of the marketing tactics that are out there, we just assume, well, if we're going to give a gift, it better have our logo on it, not realizing we're actually defacing a lot of the things that we're trying to do. Like we're trying to mix a promotional item and a gift and they're very different things. Mm, interesting. That's brilliant. I love it. So maybe, um, I could share with our listening audience about how I came down here to Nerve. And the day before I came down, I had this very nice book, the Giftology book, which I guess you just wrote. Yep. And I had a beautiful thermos and it was amazing. I was looking at this thing going, wow, this guy's got me. And I brought it onto the plane saying to myself, so it's New York to Florida. And I said, I'll bring it. And if it interests me, I'm going to, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll continue to read it. I read it from cover to cover. It was perfect. It was perfect length. It's a two hour read. It's a two hour read. Thank God. I was hoping I wasn't one of the slow ones. (laughs) (laughs) I read it and I was like, wow, especially for EOers, great read for our members to, to take a look at, but it was right. I mean, like you had me, you know, it was like that great, you know, you had me from hello. Right. (laughs) So um, it was perfect. I really enjoyed it. And then I started, you know, kind of innovating inside my business, some of the mistakes I make, some of the things I do. Um, so when I have, so I have financial advisors that I employ. Yep. And so we do this dating game thing. And the dating game is we'll send them a logo a coffee cup, yep. right? With a, a little bag of coffee in it and say, you know, hope this perks you up. And, you know, and then we have another thing that we do and another thing. So we kind of systematically drip do it. it. We drip on it. And when I was reading the book, I was saying, so what ended up happening is I, I hired 70 people uh, in the last six months. Wow. So I did a lot of people. I have some off-site employees now. So things have just gotten really complicated. So I'm getting past that glass ceiling to a whole new level, right? Yep. I lost touch with some of my people. So this was exactly what I needed. So I started doing these luncheons with five people, four or five people to connect with them. I had the young guys lunch last week, right? And then I have what I call my founders group next week, older guys. And what I decided to do when I was reading your book, you got to tell me if it's a good idea or not, was 
you know, I was going to do like inside my boardroom, do a catered lunch and connect with them. And then after I read, and that's what I did with the young guys. That was great. We we're talking about cannabis stocks. And we we're talking about cyber currents or cryptocurrency. And we we're talking, it was cool. I really connected on a great level. But now this allows me to ramp it up, right? So this is what I do. I love cars. So I'm a big car guy. So I've got a 55 Chevy, and these are all guys that are in their 50s, 60s, 70s, right? Yeah. I'm going to bring the 55 Chevy in. And then my assistant is just going to happen to come out, who happens to be a great photographer, and take pictures of us. Oh, guys, let's take a picture next to you, next to the 55 Chevy, right? She's going to take the pictures, and then I'm going to, this is, again, I want your approval here. Yeah. I'm going to have the picture etched on metal. And then I'm going to get a stand and it's going to say the Founders Club, right? And then I'm going to mail it to their house. Yep. Does that work? Yeah. I think it, I, it, if you were going to engrave your logo on, I would be like, oh man, like they don't need, doesn't need the logo. But I think if you're going to call it the Founders Club or something cool. That's it. That's and it. And the idea of making it not just a normal picture, like people will cheap out, they'll do a picture and then they'll put it in a cheap frame. I'm like, if that's really something that you want them to hang up, don't put the logo on it and don't put it in a cheap frame. Put it in something yeah. that makes... Because most of the time, people already have so much crap on their walls. You know, like the book Essentialism, people need more stuff, but they do need more artifacts, not tokens or artifacts. So I think that if you can make it quality, like you are with the steel, and make it something that's unique and different and classy, and because they're probably going to have to take something off their wall or off their shelf to put that up. And it has to be pretty cool stand. to do it. I was thinking some sort of cool stand. Yeah. I may be able to do something. Yep. So when a person wants to, doesn't have the DNA to do this, now you you don't talk about your company, and I'm going to draw it out of you. Does your company have like a certified, authorized gift giving program? How does that work? Yeah, I mean, that, for 17 years, that's what people have hired. Whether it's the Cubs or whether it's a two million dollar entrepreneur, when somebody has, it says, hey, these relationships are important. I have 50, I have 50 employees, I have 200 clients, I have 20 suppliers, I have this many dealers, I have this many investors. I want to show gratitude to them and I'm not good at it and I'm doing the swag promotional crap that everybody does or fruit baskets or wine. Can you help us do that? We're like, yeah, that's what exactly what we are. We're a strategy. So we come up with a strategy, we pick the gifts and then logistically we take care of so everything. corporately. Like I could, I could, I could work with your company and there's a way of doing this, not one-offs like on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. So we lay out a plan, whether it's a 12 month, 24, 36 month and, and we call it planned randomness. We will lay out when the gifts are going to go out, what the gifts are, but we take care of handwriting the notes and packaging them and all the all the things that most people have hurdles with when they try mm. to go execute it on their own. They're like, oh, we'll just we'll just type the note. I'm like, yeah. well, don't send the gift at all if you're not willing to do all the little details around the gift because the item itself is only half the gift. It's all the other details that we talk about in giftology or when we help a company. But yeah, they send us the list of their relationships, and at that point, they don't have to touch anything. So that's platform. Right. So I have to imagine there's a silver or gold where you teach people how to do this. Do you have that kind of model as well? Yeah. I mean, there's different levels. I mean, we, the platinum model is if somebody wants to do it for all of their relationships, the silver, the gold might be, I only have, I have a thousand relationships that are important, but I have really a hundred that are really important. Yeah. And so we really don't have different levels as far as what we offer. I mean, we do offer, we do have a giftology training course that we just launched. Oh my gosh, really? Yes. I'd love to do that. That'd yeah. be amazing. Yeah, so we, it's a six-week course. We just launched the pilot. And nice. that's for people that are like, I read the book, but I want more. Yes. Whether it's to do it on my own or at least to get better at listening and understanding how it works so my team can better work with our team or another team. Um, 
but in general, like we, it's, it's kind of an all in or nothing for us. Like if, if you're not willing to pick your top relationships at a minimum, then it doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means you're not a fit for the way our process works. How do you learn more about that? Where, where does a person find out about your, your course? Um, it's not, I mean, it's live right now. It's a pilot. It's, it's a closed pilot. But if they go to um, giftologybook.com, uh, they'll be able to, there's a link there that you can click on and basically sign up for the wait list for, where when, for when the next uh, class opens. Nice. And I have to promote the book. It was amazing. It was fantastic. I truly enjoyed it. Loved your wife's story, and I don't want to tell any about anybody about that because that is just really amazing. And here at Nerve, you had a pack room each time. They went overtime to the point where they got the hook. I think they were about <laughs> to get security. Like this he was guy, getting bad. the guy who was before you was getting so upset, right? Yeah, he was a little so pissed. He was a little pissed because he had time next, and he was like, "Get out of here!" Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, did I, you buy I, him a gift or something? I, and I, I, I apologize profusely. I, I, that, it's actually a really good idea. I probably should say something. <laughs> that he was not happy with me, that's for sure. But the, the amount of questions, I, I, I planned for 15 minutes of Q&A, and it went to 45 minutes. So that's Everybody a, loves this stuff, man. Everybody loves this stuff. All righty. So about our multi-chapter event, I have to just share with the audience about how we got you to come speak on November 2nd in EO, New York. Maybe you could just tell us a little bit about how we are so blessed to have you. Yeah, so we, uh, we had the opportunity to speak at Gathering of Titans at MIT um, with you know, one of the EMP classes. And uh, one of the guys that's a member that wasn't there that day that I spoke was Jack Daly. His wife has been battling cancer and actually the videographer was also battling cancer. And so spontaneously they said, let's everybody kick in some items and let's have an auction. Well, I'd spoke and it went really well. And I said, I'll donate two keynotes to raise money for that. And, uh, um, the keynotes each brought, uh, I think, twelve, thirteen thousand dollars each. And wow! And uh, you know, our normal keynote fee is twenty grand. But I was like, if I can raise twenty-five grand by speaking twice to oh, groups cool. of EO uh, members around the country, I'm in. So the, the two keynotes got bought. I think total we raised like two hundred or two hundred fifty thousand dollars for both people. That's beautiful. And uh, and I've never actually met Jack Daly before. So at some point in time, I hope I get a chance to meet him. But I've heard Jack he's just an amazing. incredible person. But the story is even more incredible. Yeah, you know, that's great. Yeah. So that's EO member Ben Kirshner. I've got so much gratitude for it, you know, for what he did. He's a giver. Yeah. I mean, he's, a, he, he's all about gratitude. I mean, he's, he's been an advocate for the book. And he's like, this is a way I can give back to EO New York that's given me so much. I'm going to give a gift. I'm going to pay you to come speak and, and give it to the chapter. And, and that's what he did. That's a beautiful thing. Well, I really can't wait for everybody to enjoy your talk, you know, and share about how to be a little bit more gifting and so on and so forth. But um, so we're going to do this multi-chapter event, and I'm wondering um, if you could give us a couple tips on some gifting, uh, maybe like uh, Valentine's Day, for example. Like, what's what's a cool idea for us to give to our significant other for Valentine's Day? Yeah. So first off, I'll say you know Gary Vaynerchuk's a great guy that talks about um, the best time to give your wife flowers is not on Valentine's Day or birthday. It's like a random, you know, it's like April fifteenth or some random day that you're not expecting it. So you do gifts just on the holidays or when it's expected, that just keeps you like neutral. Mm. Um, so I would highly encourage people, whatever they're going to gift, you get way more brownie points by doing it as a just because, whether that's for business or personal. Mm. Your spouse are like, why are you giving me flowers in the middle of the summer? Like, did you do something wrong? Uh, like, all of a sudden, they, the questions start coming. My because, wife loves the flowers yeah, at a random time. Yeah. So it's good. So something I do for my wife, or I have done, um, we have three young kids, getting her 
time to be able to go to the store and try and close and be calm and not rushed is rare for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to her favorite place, Athleta. Uh, it's like a Lululemon or a you know sports store. And I bought like $3,000 worth of clothes and her sizes and then brought them home so she could try on whatever she wanted. At, and I took the kids and she had the time to do as much as she wanted with them. And then I took the rest of them back. Uh, and uh, it, uh, you want to talk about some, some hero points. Uh, uh, they must hate you at the store when you bring all this <laughs> stuff on a wrap back. Oh my God. Uh, like, they, they you have such story, a though. great personality. You're like, it, it's so easy for you for, to do that. That's brilliant. You buy the whole wardrobe. Yeah. What mm-hmm. happens if they want to keep it all? It never happens. I mean, my wife's pretty, my wife's, yeah, what, what the heck, but I mean, yeah, so my wife is pretty conservative and she's not a big spender and so she like analyzes oh, everything. But, um, but even if she kept the whole 3000 it'd still be worth it. Exactly. That's brilliant. That's a good idea. Buy a wardrobe yep. and that's it. That's super cool. That's super cool. Well, great. So we're going to be doing this multi-chapter event, November 2nd, Google. It's going to be cool. This is the 30th anniversary of EO. Right. Yeah. So I'm super excited about that. It's actually my 30th wedding anniversary come June. So I have to do something Congrats. super special. So I may be asking for some personal consults <laughs> here, like leading up to it, like month six and seven, you know, do that whole thing. Yeah. So I got to figure that out. Um, so, you know, we call this the one EO podcast and conceptually you get the idea that we are one EO, but when I see the words one EO to you, what do you think of that? What does that make you think of with your relationship with EO? Well, I think one of the best things I've done is when I travel, I reach out to other people and connect. I think, I mean, I love my local chapter, but half the benefit for me is connecting with people, you know, both nationally and globally around the world. world. I mean, there's 12,000, what, 13,000 CEOs and and, uh, we're all kind of, you know, in the trenches together and have similar struggles and opportunities. And and so I, I think the one EO for me is like, I don't really... I don't care if somebody's local or, you know, national or international, like they're another entrepreneur and I get excited to connect with them. Super excited, right? It's all of a sudden just that instant connection. What's your business? Like that's the question. What's your business? And people get excited. So thank you again uh, for being here and thank you for listening today uh, to the One EO Radio Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. Please subscribe and review us on iTunes. Thank you, John, for your time today to inspire us to be better givers. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. And we'll see you on uh, November 2nd in New York City at Google. Please stay tuned for many more inspiring entrepreneurial podcasts like this. And thank you for joining us today. The world's most influential community of entrepreneurs. We are one E-E-O. One E-O. Thank you for listening to the One EO Podcast. Our hope is that you're inspired because it's that element that gets entrepreneurs moving. If you aren't a member of EO yet, you can visit eonetwork.org to learn more. That's www.eonetwork.org. That's the letter E, the letter O, network.org. If you are a member of EO and want to know more about how to get involved with One EO Podcast, contact Steve Distante or John Todavia, your chapter's rep. Please take the time to subscribe and leave a five-star review on whatever channel you're listening to this on right now. EO is in a position to be in that leadership role that our world needs today. Leading by example, we are one EO. 